Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hello there. This is going to be for 1 Corinthians chapter 7. The heading reads, Paul answers special questions about marriage among those called on missions. Paul extols self-discipline. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, saying, It is good for a man not to touch a woman. He means here sexual intercourse. The Corinthians said that in some unusual situations, marriage was improper. This was in their reply to Paul's first epistle to them. Verse 2, Nevertheless, I say to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Some of Paul's answers involved exceptions to the general rules of the church. And that was uh, by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 3, let, let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Depart ye not one from another, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. He is saying here that sexual relations between a husband and wife are an important part of a marriage and necessary for a healthy marriage. His sensitive treatment of sexual responsiveness in marriage suggests that Paul was or had been married. Verse 6, And now what I speak is by permission and not by commandment. In other words, this is just my opinion. For I would that all men were even as I myself. I would that all men understood the law of marriage, that all had self-mastery over their appetites, and that all obeyed the laws of God in these respects. But every man hath his own power, or hath his power, gift of God. Oh, I'm sorry, let me, let me say that again. But every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner and another after that. It is possible that Paul, who had once been married, was a widower at the time of his writing of 1 Corinthians. His heart was thoroughly set on missionary work, and thus he might have chosen not to remarry. Hence, his counsel to those in similar circumstances was, I would that all men were even as myself. President Kimball said, taking such statements in, in conjunction with others Paul made, is, it is clear that he is not talking about celibacy, but is urging the normal and controlled sex living in marriage and total continence outside marriage. There is no real evidence that Paul was never married, as some students claim, and there are in fact indications to the contrary. Verse 8. <clears throat> I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. He means those previously married or widows and widowers. In other words, have self-discipline. But if they cannot abide, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to, than to burn with lust. Uh, that any should commit sin. Paul here gives a personal opinion that in some cases about which the Corinthians had asked, unmarried persons and widows should not marry. We do not know to whom the instructions were given apply. In any event, they are an exception to the law and do not apply even as a personal opinion to others than those involved. And that was by Brother McConkie. Verse 10, And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. But if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, but let not the husband put away his wife. In whatever cases are involved, the Lord counsels against divorce, and Paul gives a personal opinion that should divorces occur, women should remain unmarried. Now, again, that was by Brother McConkie. 
verse 12, But to the rest speak I not the Lord. If any brother hath a wife that believeth not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And the woman which hath an husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now they are holy. Paul is referring here to marriages where the husband or wife are converted to Christianity, but the other partner has not. Though in this context, unbelieving refers to Jewish parents who wanted to continue circumcising their children, the principle of spiritual damage to children from such marriages holds true in all generations. That was out of the student manual. The prophet Joseph Smith was troubled by this verse and inquired of the Lord as to its meaning. He received section 74, which reads, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now are they holy. Now in the days of the apostles, the law of circumcision was had among all the Jews who believed not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it came to pass that there arose a great contention among the people concerning the law of circumcision, for the unbelieving husband was desirous that his children should be circumcised and become subject to the law of Moses, which law was fulfilled. And it came to pass that the children, being brought up in subjection to the law of Moses, gave heed to the traditions of their fathers and believed not the gospel of Christ, wherein they became unholy. Wherefore, for this cause, the apostle wrote unto the church, giving unto them a commandment, not of the Lord, but of himself, that a believer should not be united to an unbeliever, except the law of Moses should be done away among them, that their children might remain without circumcision, and that the tradition might be done away, which saith that little children are unholy, for it was had among the Jews, but little children are holy, being sanctified through the atonement of Jesus Christ, and this is what the scriptures mean. It's nice to have that inspiration from the Lord here to tell us what that means, isn't it? Verse 15, but if the unbelieving depart, let him depart, a brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God hath called us in peace. For what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband, and or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? But as God hath distributed to every man, as the Lord hath called every one, so let him walk, and so ordain I in all churches." Is any man called being circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Is any called in uncircumcision? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing but the keeping of the commandment of God. But every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it, but if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's free man. Likewise, also, he that is called being free is Christ's servant. Ye are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. Brethren, let every man wherein he is called therein abide with God. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment. Again, this is my opinion. As one that hath obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful. I suppose, therefore, that this is, a good, this is good for the present distress or affliction for a man so to remain that he marry that he may do greater good art thou bound unto a wife seek not to be loosed art thou loosed from a wife seek not a wife but if thou marry thou hast not sinned and if a virgin marry she has hath not sinned nevertheless such shall have trouble in the flesh for i spare you not but i speak unto you who are called unto the mission unto the ministry for this i say brethren the time that remaineth is but short that ye shall be sent forth unto the ministry, even they who have wives shall be as though they had none. For ye are called and chosen to do the Lord's work. In other words, uh, their, their missionary work is their main focus. This counsel is given to those who would serve as missionaries. 
So that's their focus and that they should spend all of their time and effort on missionary work and not worry so much about being married or not. Verse 30, and it shall be with them who weep as though they wept not, and them who rejoice as though they rejoice not, and them who buy as though they possess not, and them who use this world as not using it, for the fashion of this world passeth away. But I would, brethren, that ye magnify your calling. I would have you without carefulness have no anxiety about anything. For he who is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord, therefore he prevaileth. But he who is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife, therefore there is a difference, for he is hindered. Notice the, here he's talking about um, the difference here. Those that are unmarried um, are, are, are doing the ministry and caring about the ministry, while those that are married are spending more time worrying about their spouse. And he's saying that if you're called to the ministry, just do that. Verse 35, that's why our missionaries, when they go out to the mission field, aren't married yet. Verse 34, there is difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy, both in body and in spirit. But she that is married careth for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, and that ye may attend upon the Lord without distraction. But if a man think that he betrayeth or behaveth himself uncomely toward his virgin, whom he hath espoused, if she pass the flower of, of age, and need so require, let him do what he hath promised. He sinneth not, let them marry. Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will, and hath so decreed in his heart that he will keep his virgin, doeth well. So then, he that giveth himself in marriage doeth well, but he that giveth himself not in marriage doeth better. Again, uh, let me read a, a little narrative about that. It is clear from the inspired version, corrections and additions, that ministerial service of a missionary nature was involved, and the main questions seem to be, should engaged persons who are called on missions marry first or go out on the Lord's errand while single? And if they should serve while single, should certain ones who were already married receive divorces prior to such service? In our day, when an elder who is engaged to be married is called on a mission, more often than not, he fulfills his mission prior to his marriage. Occasionally, he marries first and leaves his wife for the assigned period of ministerial service. In the earlier days of this dispensation, recently married brethren were frequently called to leave their wives and perform missionary service. Obviously, the same rule need not and should not apply in every case. A host of personal circumstances and situations are always involved. Ordinarily, and Paul specified this as his opinion, marriage should be deferred. And that was by uh, Bruce R. McConkie again. Verse 39, the wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. But she is happier if she so abide after my judgment. And I think also that I have the spirit of God. So that's the end of the chapter and we'll see you next time. Bye.